Hey, DGENs, it is Wednesday, August 2nd. We're going to go over the winners and losers of the MLB trade deadline. You know we got some opinions on that. Being a Mets fan, I've got lots of opinions on that. I'm Mad Max, joining me, the one and only Sex Panther. Panther, uh, man, fuck Detroit. Fuck the Tigers, and fuck the Fish, too. While we're saying fuck teams, just, yeah, you know, fuck both those teams. Ah, fuck them both. Fuck the Mets. Fuck, fuck everybody. I, yesterday, uh, we missed the parlay by the goddamn Tigers. Who else choked for me yesterday? Oh, yeah, the Diamondbacks. Fuck Zach Allen, too. I'm done with them. Um... But trade deadline, lots of activity, lots of moves. You've got opinions. We've got chatter. Where do you want to start? All right. Well, we're going to go in alphabetical order. I'm going to look at the teams that actually made trades over the last like a couple of weeks, and we'll kind of go through their, you know, what 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 they acquired, the main guys that they acquired, and the people that they gave up, and say if they're winners or losers, leaving the trade deadline. We'll start off with those Zach Gallon led Arizona Diamondbacks. Alphabetical, that's how it kind of works. Uh, their big acquisitions they got were Tommy Pham. They got him from the Mets. And then Paul Seawald, they got him from Seattle. They also got uh, Peter Strelecki, uh, Jace Peterson. So those were the acquisitions they got. They gave up Jeremy Rodriguez, Andrew Schiffin, uh Chad Patrick, Dominic Canzone, Josh Rojas, and Ryan Bliss. So it seems like they... Gave up some of their youth, gave up some of their younger uh, prospects and players to try to make a playoff push this year. Is Tommy Pham and Paul Sewald enough to get them over the hump? Well, Paul Sewald was something they needed because they had a revolving door at closer, and that was one of their problems. So I think Sewald was unloading Rojas was um, kind of uh, creating a door. They've got, I don't know his name, but I know they've got a minor leaguer uh, that they're ready to call up. And I think they're going to sit on him for three more weeks so he maintains his rookie eligibility for next year. But uh, so they've got, you know, some prospects that they're ready to call up. Um, and then I think they also have got a catcher somewhere as well because they, they were having catcher issues. Um, did they do enough? Maybe. I mean, they, they, were, they were pretty good. Up to this point, I think they filled some holes that needed filled. I, you know, they're not a team to beat, but I think they did enough to stay competitive and stay on pace to continue their path to the playoffs. Yeah, I put them in the winner category, a low winner category, maybe like a bronze medal or something like that, because I do think that they did well. Um, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fan of of Tommy Pham. Uh, I think that. Uh, he he can help this team, and uh, I think the Seawald one was probably one, one of the bigger trades. I mean, uh, we'll get into a bunch, but I actually think more important trades that happened, it signified Seattle kind of like shrugging their shoulders on the season and Arizona saying, yeah, we're not giving up the West right now. So I put them in the winner category for sure. Uh, moving on alphabetically to Atlanta, I mean, I, the main guy we can say that they got was Brad Hand. Uh, left-handed pitcher uh, Brad Hand. Uh, they got Nicky Lopez. They got uh, Taylor Hearn, who they um, I think they flipped Taylor Hearn as well, <laughs> um, and they Pierce Johnson because then they gave up uh, Alec Barger. Like traded Taylor Hearn, cast considerations, uh, Victor Vodnik and Tanner Gordon. Man, you know I I thought that pitching depth was an issue for Atlanta, but 
when I looked at it, it's they're just injured. And if if they can get all healthy and all all of their starting pitcher pitching is right, I don't think that they had to like do that splashy all in. Now, you know, Brad Hand's a nice addition to the team. I don't know if the Braves had to do a bunch for me to call them winners, but I, I'm gonna throw them in the loser category here, Panther. They they probably could have been winners and done absolutely nothing. Nicky Lopez creates. Uh, Here's the thing about Nicky Lopez. The kid can bunt. He's got wheels. He can steal. Um, and they, Atlanta Braves, I read, have one successful bunt on the entire season. Then we're getting into micromanaging and, and things where they're checking off things that we really don't think about. But that was kind of the deal with Nicky Lopez. It gives him a little uh, depth at the middle infield spots. He's a contact guy, a speedster, and he can bunt. Brad Hand. I don't think they needed any depth at, you know, middle relief and, and possibly closer. They just got A.J. Minter back yesterday. They got him back off the I.L. So um, maybe they thought there was something they needed to address or something that we're not aware of. But I'm not going to call them losers, but they didn't really have to do anything. They're still the team to be in the National League. To, to clarify here, they were losers in the trade deadline. <laughs> Based off of the moves that they made, they're still winners. They're still the best team in baseball. And I I don't think that they had to make many moves to be, you know, considered, you know, uh, competitive against some of these other teams that made moves. So to me, like I put them in the loser category for the trade deadline because really they didn't have to fucking do shit. So they lost the trade deadline. They won the World Series. I think they'll fucking uh, I, I think they'll be happy with that. Moving on to Baltimore. The big name that they got was Jack Flaherty from the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, they also got uh, right-hand pitcher Logan Reinhardt, right-hand pitcher Shintaro Fujinami. They gave up infielder Cesar Prito, uh, Prito uh, left-handed pitcher Drew Rahm, right-handed pitcher uh, Zach Showalter. Okay, well, maybe any relation to Buck Showalter? I should look that up. Uh, right-handed pitcher Edward Bazardo and left-handed pitcher Easton Lucas. I'm going to put them in the winner category. For one reason, and one reason only, is this is a Baltimore team that was up and coming last year. This is a Baltimore team that is playing really good baseball this year. This is a Baltimore team that said, hey, Flaherty's going to be a free agent this offseason, and we don't fucking care. We're going to trade for him. We're going to try to make a push this year, bring in a veteran pitcher. Now, Flaherty's not the Flaherty that he has been, but maybe change of environment. Maybe that kind of you know gives him a reset button, a, a reason to want to play harder because the Baltimore Orioles are a winning baseball team. I'm throwing the O's in the winner category. I like the Flaherty pickup for them. I love the Flaherty pickup. You know, it, it, he was the second choice the default choice, they were in hard on Verlander, and they just couldn't get it put together. The Astros beat him to the punch. But Flaherty, you know, to your point, he hasn't pitched well, but when you're on a dog shit team like the Cardinals that are going nowhere, you don't have a lot of incentive to pitch well. Now being on the Orioles, who got the first place without a legitimate staff ace like Flaherty, I think the upside for Flaherty and the Orioles is huge. I love this Orioles team heading to the playoffs, and I love that move. Yeah, of course, they, they were trying uh, to get Verlander. We'll get to him, that's for sure. Uh, they were interested in Verlander. So, if you, if you you know, there's a lot of pitchers that moved, and we'll go through them. But, I'd say, yeah, I think the risk-reward of Flaherty probably up there with any pitcher that got dealt here. I think if this guy can get right, he he's a top fucking pitcher in baseball. So, to me... 
I, it signifies a, a change in mentality for the Orioles. It shows that hey, we're we're not just going to meekly go into you know limp into the playoffs. We we want to try to make a move here to uh, excite the locker room and show that hey, you know we we're going to try to win this year. Uh, so I like the move for them. Now in the AL East, they also have the Boston Red Sox. Not much movement from uh, the Boston Red Sox. They got Louis Urias, uh, Nick Robertson, uh, Justin Hagenman. And then they gave up Bradley Blaylock and, of course, Kiki Hernandez went back to the Dodgers. We'll get to them in a minute. Uh, fan favorite Kiki Hernandez uh, back in an L.A. uniform out of Boston. I Listen, I give them, I don't know, like uh, a D plus. Right. I mean, they, 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 they didn't they didn't fail the fucking trade. Uh, I'm not going to put them in a loser. Cat- I guess I'm going to put them in the loser category here. Like, I don't know what to think of this Boston team. I really don't. I mean. They have a chance to be competitive. They've got the payroll. You know, they've got the ability to make some moves. I don't know if they're just waiting in the wings for Shohei Otani in the fucking offseason or what it is, but like Boston could make the playoffs if they if they made a couple of moves here. Maybe they're just slow playing this season and, and looking towards next year, like my nine Mets squadron are looking to 2025. Again, we'll get into that in a second. Uh Boston, I'll I'll put them in the loser category. I don't think they moved the needle at all. Yeah, they didn't move the needle at all. I don't think they're winners. I don't think they're losers. I think they are. Uh, I, they're trying, right? They're trying to win this year, but I don't think they were going to sacrifice their future for this season. They'll probably finish above the Yankees, and they may very well finish above the Blue Jays, which just puts them behind Baltimore and Tampa Bay, and that basically put you in the playoffs. So they've been good without making any splashes. I do love the Luis Reyes move. The guy is like a contact machine, a modern day Ted Williams. Uh, so I, I like that play. But outside of that, they, they didn't move the needle. And I think they didn't need to move the meal. They're fine where they are. Team I'm going to put in the winner category automatically is the Chicago Cubs. And that's because they just didn't fold. And and they they didn't trade like a lot of the players that we thought. Like Bellinger's still there, Marcus Stroman's still there. It just signifies the Cubs are not just looking for you know this year to be competitive, but also the future. I think they they didn't want to say, hey, we're gonna get rid of these guys that could be part of our future. They're still in it. They got Josh Robertson, uh, Jose Quas, uh, and I guess a uh, Jaime uh, Candelario is the big name that they got from Colorado. Gave up Adrian Sampson, Manny Rajikas, um, Nelson Velasquez, Kevin Maid, and DJ Hers. Yeah, I, listen, I, I I like the Cubs. I I like the moves that they made, and I like the moves that they didn't make. So I'm going to put them in the winner category. Yeah, they definitely needed some production from the third base position. Candelaria coming over is a coup, even if he doesn't even do that much. He just has to be better than what they've had. Um, but yeah, like we had talked about before, before they went on that eight game winning streak. And then yesterday they put up 20 runs against our Reds. This is a team that can explode at any time. I didn't think they should get rid of Bellinger. I didn't think they should get rid of, um, you know, Hendricks or Stroman. Justin Steele is their franchise ace. This is a team like right there with the Reds. They've got some young pieces in the minor leads. They're ready to explode. I didn't think they needed to do a lot. So to me, they get an A for doing almost nothing. All right. A team that I'm also going to give a high grade to, I think that they were winners, is their crosstown uh, counterparts, the Chicago White Sox, who successfully completed their implosion, their rebuild. It's done. Like it's, re- it's fucking full rebuild mode here. 
Lucas Giolito out the door, Lance Lynn and Joe Kelly out the door. You know, that was a, a week or so ago. So, I mean, this team is is hitting the reset button. I think they need to hit the reset button. But, I mean, what what now for the Chicago White Sox? I, I'll give them a, a you know, yeah, a winner, winning grade because I think that was what their goal was is to try to get younger, get some prospects in there. And I think they accomplished that for some guys that maybe – we're underproducing or just didn't care. I, I this team's been a fucking mess for a couple of years. I thought it was the manager last year, and and they brought in a new manager, and you know still didn't do shit this year. So I, I'll give I'll give the White Sox a passing grade. I let you know, but man, this fucking franchise is a disaster right now. Yeah, I guess they get a I give them a passing grade. I really want to give them incomplete. They did what they needed to do, which was shed some salary and shed some of them veterans off the roster. But we really don't know how good they're going to be until the prospects that they got in return get called up and start to produce and see what they have. They probably still have some pieces that they can move and and just start over. Eloy Jimenez, um, Lewis Robert Jr. I mean, they've got some guys that are, are good pieces, but I mean, if you're going to go full implosion, just, just, I mean, sink like the Titanic and start over. All right. A team I'm also going to give a passing grade to is your Cincinnati Reds. Uh, they didn't make a lot of moves, but they uh, addressed some bullpen uh, issues with uh, bringing Sam Mull in. Uh, they didn't give up much. Uh, we were hoping for something splashy for the Reds, but them holding Pat and not giving up a ton, looking towards the future as well. I think that they can still be competitive this year, but next year, forget about it. They, 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 they could, they could, you know, they, they could be warriors. They could be just fucking brutal next year if they, if they fucking, uh, you know, approach the off season with a little aggressiveness. I don't think they had to approach the trade deadline with aggressiveness. So I, I give you Reds a, a passing grade here. Yeah, all they're really doing is just making everybody else aware of what you and I were the first ones to be aware of. This is a damn good team with a damn good deep farm system. Um, they're ahead of the curve. They're not supposed to be where they are right now. Uh, so for them to stand pat, this is really the preseason for 2024. We hope they do well this year. We hope they make a run. But 2024 is the season. They didn't need to do anything. And I'm quite honestly, I'm glad they didn't. All right, uh, try to burn through a couple of these teams quickly. We kind of lumped them together. Cleveland, uh, man, they got rid of Savale. They brought in Syndergaard. I'm going to fail them. They they gave up Josh Bell as well, which might be an actual win for them. Uh, Colorado, they they just bled players. They got rid of, a, a, you know, Brad Hand's gone. Uh, CJ Cron's gone. Uh, Randall Gritchick is gone. We mentioned um, – they, uh, they brought in Tanner Gordon. I, you know, I, I give Colorado, you know, they're losers, I think, just in general. And then Detroit, I'm going to call them uh, winners. <laughs> they did get rid of Michael Lorenzen, but they're winners because uh, they're, they're, uh, their ace flexed on them. <laughs> I don't know if you saw that. Rajikas uh, 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 was uh, almost dealt to the Dodgers, and he's like, nope, 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 nope. So uh, maybe that becomes them winners. Maybe they can... Uh, find a way to uh you know keep him along and, and make him happy but yeah um so yeah cleveland losers colorado losers detroit i guess um actually i'll throw the losers too because they they really wanted that rodriguez trade and he fucked them over so <laughs> three losers in a row right there for you yeah kind of rodriguez didn't do him any favors and curious enough you would think you, you're you're still a young pitcher you got a chance to make a world series run and you can go to the dodgers why wouldn't you want to go um, but he, he elected to flex and stay, 
and um, we'll see how that plans out. But uh, yeah, I, no action there. A couple of losers in a Detroit team that. Well, we'll talk about them when we get into our betting circles. Absolutely. Uh, next next round of teams to talk about Houston, of course, the headlined by getting Justin Verlander and Kendall Graveman, uh, giving up Drew Gilbert, Ryan Clifford, uh, Corey Lee. Uh, Kansas City, uh, they, they made a bunch of moves, uh, just giving up players left and right. Um, you know, Ryan Yarbrough, uh, Scott Barlow, the top names there. Uh, Jose Quas, as we mentioned, Nicky Lopez, all gone out of Kansas City. Los Angeles Angels, uh, did they do enough? They got, uh, you know, Dominic Leone uh, from from the Mets. They, uh, they of course, got C.J. Cron, Randall Gritchick, we mentioned. They got Lucas Giolito and Reynaldo Lopez. Um, you know, didn't give up a ton either. So, to me, I'll put Houston, man, I want to put them in the loser category, but I'm going to put them in the winner category because they got Justin Verlander back cheaper than they would have paid for him in the offseason so they got him back cheaper but their farm system is dead right now so i'll put them in the temporary winner category but future for the farm system this is a team that was built on the farm system not looking great kansas city i'm putting in the winner category here i think they shed some salary that's what they wanted to do and the angels i don't know if they did enough but i'm also going to put them in the winner category you know trying to keep a solid team around shohei otani so um yeah houston winners by default Kansas City winners, I'll do that. And Los Angeles, all winners. Like Angeles, Angels, the winners. Yeah, I can't call Houston a loser by getting Verlander and really not giving up anything and the Mets picking up a vast majority of that salary. Um, the Royals needed to shed some, make some space for their up-and-coming players. They've got a pretty healthy farm system that's ready to come up. And the Angels, I'll give them an A for effort. I mean, did they make enough splash? Uh, maybe, maybe not, but they efforted. They showed Shohei Otani, we're trying to build a winner. We're, I mean, they. you can't ever say the Angels didn't try. It's just never really materialized. This team spends money like they're the fucking Mets, and it just doesn't turn into a winner. But I'll give them an A for effort. We'll see how it plans out with the second half of the season. All right, next set of teams, the uh, Los Angeles Dyers, uh, Dodgers got Ryan Yarborough. Uh, they got Lance Lynn, Joe Kelly, Ahmed Rosario, former Met. They got Kike Hernandez. Uh, they gave up Devin Mann, Derlin Figueroa, uh, Phil Bickford, Adam Kolarek, Justin Brule, uh, Trace Thompson, Nick Nastriani, uh, Jordan Leisure, Noah Syndergaard, Nick Robertson, um, and Justin Hagemans. So that's the Dodgers. I'm going to put them in the loser category because they did not get the big coup that they wanted. <laughs> So, did bring back Kike Hernandez. Yay for them. Uh, Miami, they got Ryan Weathers, Josh Bell, Jake Berger, David Robertson, uh, Jorge Lopez, and Jose Castillo. They gave up Garrett Cooper, Sean Reynolds, uh, uh, John Chagura, Khalil Watson, Jake Eater, Marco Vargas, uh, Ronald Hernandez, uh, Dylan Floro, and uh, yeah. So, I'm going to put Miami in the winning category. I don't think that, you know, again... I, it signifies that they were trying to make some moves to be competitive. So I put Miami in the winning category. So Dodgers, losers, Miami, winners. And then Milwaukee, Bradley Blaylock, Evan McKendry, Andrew uh, Chafin, headlined by the Marcana trade that we talked about yesterday. And also Carlos Santana. He's not playing music for them. He's going to play first base. Uh, they gave up Urias, uh, Alex Jackson, Peter Strzelecki, uh, Justin Jarvis. Uh, that was the big uh, you know deal for the Mets. And Johnny Severino. I'll put Milwaukee in the, I guess, barely winning category there. So Dodgers, losers, Miami, winners, Milwaukee, somewhat winners. Uh, Milwaukee, I'll just 
incomplete. I don't think they did anything. Those names don't move the dial. Uh, Miami, just from the Jake Berger thing, one of the things that we've talked about the fish forever is their offense, right? Their lack of offense, particularly their lack of power. Jorge Soler is their league leader or team leader in home runs. Jake Berger comes over as a part-timer with the White Sox, and he ties Soler uh, as the league leader on the fish as home run. So they brought over some power. I give that, just that move alone, I give the fish an A. Uh, the Dodgers didn't make a splash. May, you know, We know what Lance Lynn is capable of. Maybe he's like Jack Flaherty this year and just pitching like shit because the White Sox are shit and change of scenery on a team like the Dodgers. Maybe he pitches much better. Um, but I don't want to call them losers, but I definitely am not calling them winners either. We haven't done a 45-minute show in a long time, Banther, but we are tracking to be a longer show today. Let's get through another set of teams and then take a break. Let's look at the Minnesota Twins, who got Dylan Floro and gave up Jorge Lopez. Now, for the Nymet squadron, they got a bunch of young players. We mentioned them all, and they gave up Dominic Leone, Tommy Fan, Justin Verlander, Mark Hanna, Max Scherzer, David Robertson, Spencer Howard. I'm uh, sorry, so we'll get to the Yankees. That's Spencer Howard. So they, they, they gave up all those guys. Uh, ate a lot of salaries, so they basically bought a lot of uh, uh, prospects for Minnesota. Eh, incomplete, nothing. They didn't do enough, in my opinion. I'll call them losers. Minnesota's losers. Mets, man, it's I don't want to call them winners, but I'm going to call them winners. I mean, they, they're still eating a lot of salary, but you know their owner doesn't care about that. At least it's not a fucking Ponzi scheme. So I'm going to call them winners, getting a lot of youth in their system and still can spend money on Shohei Otani next year if they want to. Yankees, all right, uh, they got Spencer Howard, uh, Kenyon Middleton, and then they gave up uh, Juan Carrella. Uh, I'm going to call the Yankees losers. So Minnesota, losers. Mets, winners. Yankees, losers. I'll agree with you on the Yankees and Minnesota. Minnesota's a first-place team, needed to do something, and they did nothing. So that basically makes them a losers. Spencer Howard, I don't know what he's doing in Major League Baseball. He's awful. Uh, Yankees are losers. I hope they miss the playoffs. I think we're all in agreement there. The Mets, they're winners and losers. They're winners because they finally basically punted and starting over and getting younger and going to try and build their farm system and and start over. I'll give them a winners for that, but they're losers for just eating all the fucking salary that they're eating. I mean, Jesus, the $1 million every year to Bobby Bonilla is just doesn't even – it's a sniff on the radar anymore. It's a kind of a rolling joke, but – they're paying $80 million to Verlander and Scherzer to pitch on other teams. Just for that, I'm making them losers. But long-term prognosis for the Mets, this trade this trade deadline made them winners. Also going to call us Mets fans losers because apparently out the door, Scherzer was told that the Mets are now competing for the 25-26 season, which would then put 40 years between them winning their last World Series. So, yay, I will be uh, a good 45 years old. I was five years old when the Mets won their last World Series. I vaguely remember it as a five-year-old. I remember watching it on VHS multiple, multiple times after that and holding on to those memories for 40 fucking years. Let's take a quick break. We're going to wrap up this and then make some baseball bets. Stay tuned. Guess who's back? Back again. My bookie's back. Tell a friend. That's right, DJs. Proud to say that we're once again being brought to you by my bookie. But just because they weren't paying us doesn't mean we haven't been giving them some love. I still use my bookie to this date, and you should too. Why? Because March is about to get crazy. Insane. Maybe even a little mad. 
If you're still on the hunt for a sportsbook to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to 25,000 big ones, or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of their generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is use the promo code DEGENS, that's D-E-G-E-N-S, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up-to-the-minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, anywhere. Use the promo code DGENS to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. We are back, possibly never left you, especially uh, we didn't actually leave you for the guys listening live. Lots of guys joining in live to listen to us break down the trade deadline. All right, on to Philadelphia. Uh, they got Rodolfo Castro and Michael Lorenzen. Of course, uh, right-handed pitcher Michael Lorenzen got moved. They gave up Bailey Falter and How Yu Lee. I'm going to put Philadelphia, I guess, in the winning column here just because I don't think that they had to do a ton. I mean, of course, if a, a, a ace pitcher was to fall on their lap, they would be happy. Uh, maybe maybe they could have been a little bit more aggressive and went the Flaherty route, but I'm fine with how Philadelphia went. I'm going to put them in the winner category. Now on to Pittsburgh. Uh, they acquired Bailey Falter from said Philadelphia. Uh, they got, I don't know, what's this? International signing bonus pool space. Wow, international signing bonus, but that's going to fucking move the needle, Pittsburgh. Uh, Jackson Wolf, uh, Etchtoir, Suero, Al- Alfonso Rivas, uh, Johnny Severino. They gave up Rodolfo Castro, Austin Hedges, uh, Rich Hill, uh, G Man Choi. We, we, you know, we'll get to that in a minute. And uh, of course, Carlos Santana. I, Man, Pittsburgh, I guess I'll put them in winners just for getting that. International signing bonus pool space. Good on you, fucking Pittsburgh. San Diego, all right. They got Scott Barlow. They got Garrett Cooper. They got Sean Reynolds. They got Rich Hill and G-Man Choi from Pittsburgh. Um, They gave up Henry Williams, Ryan Weathers, Jackson Wolf, and all those guys I just mentioned that went to Pittsburgh. So Philadelphia, I'm going to put, yeah, I guess I'll put them in the winning category, I guess, yeah. Pittsburgh, I'll put in the winning category for their international signing bonus. And San Diego, I guess I'll put in the winning category because they didn't punt on some of the guys. Uh, some names were rolling around. Uh, some of their aces are going to be free agents in the offseason. So this this is a San Diego team that is a better team than their record indicates. And it seems like they're hoping to get hot in the second half of the season. So winners all aboard. Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, San Diego, all winners in my opinion. Uh, Philadelphia's winners just by turning Bailey Falter into Michael Lorenzen. Uh, that's a market improvement. Pittsburgh got a lot younger. They dumped, they dumped some age, right? You get rid, get rid of Rich Hill, Choi. Um, I think there was another old fart that, that, that you mentioned that they got rid of. So they got younger. We always know Pittsburgh is a walking farm system, even at the major league level. Um, but that international signing bonus thing is not a, a something to sniff at. There is a guy in Japan. It's supposed to be you know, a la Otani, he can pitch, he can hit, and maybe they're going to make a run at him. I don't know how much that's going to take to get him, but uh, that that could come into play there. And then San Diego, much like Philadelphia, really didn't need to do a lot. They just need to play the way the names and all the you know players they put together. I think we forget how bad San Diego was years ago, 
and they've signed all these names and the expectations are higher and they still don't win. So there's our disappointment. If they could just produce, if the names that they've signed could just do their fucking job, the Padres would win at least one World Series. All right. Uh, sticking to the NL West, let's talk about San Francisco. They got AJ Pollock and Mark Mathias. Didn't give up anything. They gave they gave up like pretty much nothing. They gave up cash. So there you go. They gave up cash. Uh, I, I'll put them in the winner category. I think that they probably should have been a little bit more aggressive, but they've got their eyes for Otani next year. So they're competitive this year. I, I like the addition of AJ Pollock. So I'll put San Francisco in the winning category. Uh, Seattle, Edward Bizardo, Joe Boyle. Uh, they got said cash from <laughs> the, uh, the, the San Francisco, uh, uh, giants, um, Dominic Canzone, uh, Josh Rojas, Ryan bliss and, uh, Trent Thornton. That's who they got. They gave up Logan Reinhardt, Sam mole, and that international cap space, uh, AJ Pollock, Mark Mathias, they gave up and Paul Seawald. I'm unfortunately going to have to put Seattle in the loser category here. I think that, uh, you know, man, I think that they, they, they're a weaker team going into this. Uh, we'll see how the, the younger players or that cash considerations, uh, you know, works out for them. But I, I, I kind of put them in the loser category. So San Francisco winner, Seattle losers, St. Louis, um, they got uh, Cesar Prieto, Drew Rom, Zach Showalter, as we mentioned, from Baltimore, Matt Svansson, Tom Segui, um, Segis, Sokoa, Roby, uh, John King, uh, Adam Kloffenstein, uh, Sam Robers. Uh, don't know much of these players, so um, you know uh, they did give up Jack Flaherty, who will be a free agent this year. Uh, they traded Paul DeJong. Uh, they traded Jordan Montgomery. Whew, man, Chris Stratton um, gave up Jordan Hicks as well. Uh, St. Louis... I will say that they're close to the winning category because they, they traded Flaherty. They got something back for him when he, he was probably going to walk this year and make some money. I hate to see Jordan Montgomery go. Um, man, St. Louis, disappointing team, one of the most disappointing teams in the league. And so uh, I'm going to barely put them in the winning category. So we'll say Seattle, losers, uh, San Francisco, um, yeah, winner, and St. Louis, losers. Uh, Seattle definitely losers. Uh, we had high expectations for them this year, so they season's been losers, and they lost the trade deadline. St. Louis gave up a lot of names. I can't call them winners because I really don't know anything about these guys. They got returned, but they gave up some names and some positions, um, and those those guys were really part of their uh, core for the last several years. So uh, incomplete. But I, I really want to call St. Louis losers. San Francisco. They didn't do anything. They didn't need to do anything. How San Francisco, as a sports, you know, as a baseball team, how they continue to win when we probably couldn't name four or five players that weren't pitchers on their, their hitting lineup baffles me. But they continue to do things the right way and continue to win. So by that measure, they are winners. All right, let's uh, close this out then. Tampa Bay, they got Alex Jackson. They got Adrian Sampson. They got Manny Rodriguez. Uh, Aaron Savale, they gave up Evan McKendry, Louis Patino, Josh Roberson, and Kyle Manzardo. I'm going to throw Tampa Bay in the winning category. Getting Aaron Savale, I think, is a huge fucking get for them. Uh, and they've got plenty of fucking youth players to fucking give up. So good on Tampa Bay for making a run at it. Uh, Texas, they got Austin Hedges. They got Jordan Montgomery. They got Chris Stratton. They got Max Scherzer. 
Um, they gave up Spencer Howard, uh, that international signing bonus pool space. They gave up Thomas Agisi, uh, Takoa Roby, and John King. They also gave up uh, Louis Angel Acuna, who was one of their top prospects. That's going to hurt in the short term, uh, in the long term, but in the short term, um, they also gave up Taylor Hearn, by the way. But in the, in the short term, I'm putting Texas in the winning category. So Tampa Bay winners, Texas winners, Toronto. They got uh, Paul DeJong. They got Jordan Hicks, and they got Mason McCoy. They gave up Matt Svanson, Adam Kloffenstein, uh, Sam Robers, and Trent Thornton. Amaz is going to put Toronto in the winning category. I think getting DeJong uh, and Jordan Hicks is going to help this team be competitive, so good on them. And then Washington, um, you know, they, uh, of course, gave up uh, Jaime Candelario. They got uh, Kevin Maid and DJ Hurts. I'll put them by default in the loser category. So Tampa Bay winner, Texas winner, Toronto winner, Washington loser. Uh, Toronto had to get DeJong because it uh, looks like Vigio could be out for the rest of the season. They needed somebody to fill that spot. Uh, Washington, losers. They're just losers. Uh, Tampa Bay, I, I agree with you. Savali is enough to make them winners. And Texas, I think they were the biggest winners of the entire biggest winners. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Totally agree. There, There's your champion, the winner of all winners. I think Texas won the, the trade deadline. Yeah, I, I completely agree. All right. We spent 31 minutes talking about the trade deadline. Hopefully you enjoyed that breakdown. We don't do this often, but we're get ready because we're going to have some of these breakdowns coming up once NFL starts and we start talking about divisions and conferences and all that stuff. So we'll probably have a couple of longer episodes here and there. Hope you guys enjoy it. But let's get into some baseball bets. Let's uh, let's go through uh, what, what you got on the board today. I know we're going to have some disagreement probably right off the bat. Right off the the bat we're going to talk about those fucking detroit tigers still in pittsburgh taking on the pirates aforementioned eduardo rodriguez taking them out for the tigers uh he should have a chip on his shoulder get rid of him he should pitch well going against bido i don't even know shit about bido for uh, pittsburgh um but one of two things is going to happen i'm telling you guys right now x chris hope you're listening detroit is going to lose every fucking game or I'm eventually going to win one because I am betting these bastards till they fucking win. I'm sick of them. Give me ten bucks on the Tigres. Well, ex Chris probably gets some uh, some happy uh, vibes here. Where me uh, betting Pittsburgh instead of betting Detroit. I have not done well betting Detroit. Uh, I'm taking Pittsburgh at home with the plus line. I I think there's value there. I you know Bido is going to be some kind of opener of some sorts. I think go you know three plus innings or whatever we'll see uh yeah rodriguez should pitch well but i think detroit will like they uh, have been doing every time i bet them maybe it'll be the opposite today ten dollar bet on pittsburgh all right next game up san diego is still in colorado and you know what i i probably should have bowed out after hitting striking that fire the first time on monday but I got it. The numbers don't line up where I should do it again. Joe Musgrove going against Kyle Freeland. And obviously, Musgrove, the better pitcher. But San Diego struggles on the road. Freeland is, honestly isn't that bad in Force Field. At a plus 190, the value is just there for a lottery ticket. Give me the Rockies at home for 10 bucks. That value's there. I can't do the lottery ticket with you, though. I just, I just, yeah, it's it's plus two fifteen. It's getting worse for you. So oh, I just, I don't like this at all. I'm gonna lean the Padres. I do think they win. I, I hear your value play, but I just got the Padres winning enough times today for you know me to like them a little bit more than the Rockies, even with that big plus line. A lean on San Diego. 
All right, a couple of the trade line movers. Philadelphia is at Miami. Zach Wheeler going against Braxton Garrett. Uh, Wheeler, I mean, staff ace, maybe, near elite, whatever you want to call him. I think the the pitching matchup is maybe a near wash. I like Wheeler just a little bit, but I love the Philadelphia offense more than the Marlins. I'm going to, when I can get a line like this, I'm just going to take the Phillies out of principle against the Marlins every time. So at minus 135, I like the Phils for 10 bucks. Yeah, fuck the fish. That's all I got to say about that. Fuck the fish. Uh, I will lean Philadelphia with you. I do think they probably get the wins today. I didn't like this one to bet it, but I'll I'll lean the Phillies with you. All right, game of the day, pitching matchup of the day: Tampa Bay at New York. Shane McClanahan going against Garrett Cole. Uh, we looking at under three? I don't know, but uh, Tampa Bay getting even or plus one hundred and five. They've got the better offense. The Yankees didn't make any moves. Honestly, I think the Yankees could possibly mail it in. They haven't missed the playoffs since 1992, and I think this could be the year. Give me the Tampa Bay Rays for 10 bucks. Yeah, man, listen, I'm going to lean Tampa Bay with you. I, this is like fucking splitting your baby in half or something like that. I don't know how you fucking uh, flipped a coin or something like that. I'll get to minus 104 on Tampa Bay, but when it talks about, the, you know, Panther goes to the – this is Panther's uh, method, by the way. I'm I'm going to I'm gonna just kind of give you a little bit of Panther's method. He opens up. He just scrolls down and just eyes up starting pitchers. That's his first thing he does. And he's like, all right, here's an ace, here's an ace, here's an ace. He looked at this one. He's like, ah, shit, two aces, and then flipped a coin. Um He's got a little bit more. There's more to it than that. But, I mean, when, when it comes to ace pitchers, Panther knows his stuff. And so if he's saying McClanahan is the ace of aces today, hard to fade him. I'll lean Tampa Bay with you. Next game up, Baltimore at Toronto. Grayson Rodriguez going against Kikuchi. Rodriguez is, you know, the ace of the future for more, but he has not been so much here, in particularly on the road. Kikuchi, a lot of bipolar, but his bipolar is the good side of bipolar when he's at home. I like the Blue Jays to get it done for 10 bucks. Uh, I'm on the opposite side, not going to bet it. I'm going to lean Baltimore here. I, I think Baltimore is the better team with the plus line. It was tempting. Let's see, what am I getting you? Minus 122. Oh my God, that line is dropping. Ugh. You can still get plus one cent on Orioles if you like them. But most books have that plus 105, plus 102 in some books. It looks like Vegas disagrees with you, buddy, but you're getting some value, I guess. Minus 122 only. I'm going to lean Baltimore. All right. Well, it's not Panther picks if I don't do a run line. So here's your run line for the day. Oakland is at the Dodgers. I wanted to call him Husky Harris. I had to look up his fucking name. His name's Hogan Harris. Don't know anything about this kid, but he's going against the Dodgers in L.A. And Tony Gonsolin, that spells run line. Give me 10 bucks on the Dodgers. Minus 155 on the run line. Jeezy feeds. That's not even yeah. any value. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll lean the Dodgers here. I do think they get it done. But um, minus 300, minus 305, minus 315 in some sports books. Ah, crazy. Numbers. Yeah, it's, it's nuts. Yeah. I'll lean the Dodgers. Uh, I bet a lot, and you really weren't on board with much with me. So what do you got? Uh, I do have a couple more games. I think two more games to talk about here. Let's scroll up the board and talk at Boston at Seattle. Uh, uh, Panthers favorite pitching name, Cutter Crawford going against Logan Gilbert. And Cutter Crawford's been pitching pretty decently lately. I, I, I like this Red Sox team. I wish they were a little bit more aggressive going into the trade deadline because I do think that they can still be competitive and make a playoff push. Seattle kind of punted the season. So Boston with a plus line. Let's see. Uh, I was getting plus 110 earlier. I can, you know, I can get plus 112 at the sports book that shall not be named. 
Uh, Boston, $10 bet on the Red Sox. Uh, hard to disagree. The fact that Seattle is punting gives you a lot of pause. Logan Gilbert, I mean, fine pitcher. Cutter Crawford, maybe not quite there, but he's fine himself. I trust Boston's offense more than Seattle. I think it was just the home field advantage that kind of spooked me on this one. I'll just give you moral support and uh, lean the Boston Red Sox. All right, last one up for me. Let's head over to Texas with Dane Dunning on the mound going against Dylan Cease of the White Sox. It's getting chalky, but I mean, minus 142 to me seems like the play for the Rangers. 35 and 20 at home against this putrid fucking White Sox team. Maybe you were scared off by the trap nature of it. Maybe it should be 150 or worse, but it is getting worse. It opened at minus 120. Uh, I'll actually get minus 140 at Caesars, so I'm going to lock that in. $10 bet on the Rangers. It's the White Sox. It should be minus 205. Yes, this line stinks. Uh, Rangers should blow them out of the water. Why it's only minus 142 has me scratching my head. I will lean the Rangers. I love the Rangers. This is our little darling. Give me Rangers and the Reds for the fucking World Series. But I'll lean the Rangers. That that line did spook me. All right. Uh, Can't throw the Rangers into the parlay because they fuck us. Can't throw Tigers in the parlay because, A, they fuck us, and, B, we disagreed. Uh, My pick for the parlay is going to be the Red Sox with that plus 112, so I'm going to throw the Red Sox in there. Uh, Phillies? I'll throw the Phillies in there with you? I like like Phillies. I like Phillies a lot. All right, so we'll do Phillies. We'll do the Red Sox. And then the Rays? Uh, if you like the Rays, you, you won't let me run line the Dodgers. If you want to, but it's only minus 155. You want to do that? Run line on uh, the Dodgers? And a parlay, 155 is not that bad. All right, so let's let's throw then the, the Dodgers in here instead of the Rays. Let's uh, run line, run line, run line. So we got, yes, the Boston Red Sox plus 112, Philadelphia minus 136, and the Los Angeles Dodgers on the run line minus 155 that payout is plus 509 so there you go panther that is our dgen parlay for today long episode but hey listen every so often we got to do it every so often we got a lot of content to get through hope you guys enjoyed it hope you uh, have a great wednesday but panther take us home uh we're getting out of here you guys know the deal we're on facebook we're on twitter but mostly exclusively right here in the asylum you can listen live like the guys do every single morning or you can download and listen to every single episode. But come on in and shoot the shit with us. Call us out by name. We'll holler right back. Most importantly, let us know what you did yesterday, what you're doing today. And when it's all said and done, kids, it's all make some money, fools. This show is sports entertainment. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only. And any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast should not be considered professional advice. In short, Don't be stupid. Gamble responsibly. We will not be held responsible. Peace.